Welcome to Legion of Geek. How you guys doing? This is uh, the review of Friday Night Smackdown for November 29, 2019. Live from Birmingham, Alabama. Alright. Jump for Rock John. Your first impressions. Not bad, not bad. Not bad? Alright. So, uh, yeah. I've seen worse, I've seen better. Alright, right. Before we get into it here, though... Um, Salutations. Hope everybody had a good, at least a good Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, depending on how uh, y'all chose to spend yesterday. I know Friendsgiving is becoming more and more of a thing instead of Thanksgiving, but um, I don't know. Had a pretty good time myself hanging out with my dad. You know, want to give any shouts out? I had a great time with my family. All right. <laughs> Pretty as spent. usual, my turkey gravy won over excellently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dreadful Rock's uh, secret talent is that he can cook. By the way, audience. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like really good, really well. Yep. Yeah, that's way down the road. But maybe there, there could. What I'm trying to say here is there could be a Dreadful Rock's cookbook. Somewhere down the line, just saying. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, it's going to be titled How to Make Something Out of Nothing. <laughs> How to Make Something Out of Nothing, all right. Okay, so segment one tonight. Um, Reigns plus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, dummy. Um. I gave the open to that a C minus, and the match that came after a B plus. It's uh, all uh, SummerSlam, or not SummerSlam, but uh, Survivor Series. There we go. It's SS, you know. <laughs> um, Fallout. No, SS was the Nazis, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, wait, same difference. Why do you think I initially did SS? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> What I put down here in my notes was uh, Reigns and Corbin started by talking smack, as usual. Corbin sends the glorious Rude to fight Reigns. And uh, the Open itself took 10 minutes, but they finally got to the match. And the match was 30 minutes plus to start out the show. Went on way too long. Yeah, it did go on way too long, but... I want to talk about it because um, I feel like uh, this might have been WWE kind of pointing back at the fans a little bit because, uh, well, what happened here, John? I'm not really sure. I kind of tuned out because I'm so sick of this Corbin Reigns bull crap. Yeah, but I mean. It's it, way overstated. It's yeah, but you, you missed one of the best angles on SmackDown since it went to Fox. One of the best bits. Uh, Roman Reigns completely upending the announcer's table and throwing it on to on top of an already unconscious uh, Bobby Roode. And I mean... Oh, yeah, that's right. I was in the other room getting coffee so I can wake back up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I put in my notes here was uh, WWE is literally having Reigns bury Rude with the announce table. And Reigns, uh, Reigns forced Rude to leave on a stretcher. 
Um, you know, and I find myself once again saying, you know, if there was anybody else doing this, um, I think the roof b- blows off the place and uh, the WWE universe is like happy with the booking and it's a great match. But once again, because it's Roman Reigns, it just feels flat. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think they should end this Reigns Corbin feud mm-hmm. by burning back the buried alive match and have them both being buried alive by anyone. <laughs> I mean, literally anyone. Well, I mean, Sheamus is returning for and a just reason. End it finally. Yeah. Sheamus is returning for a reason, but we'll get to that. But my overall, I gave the open, you know, all the talking, I gave it a C minus. And um, the match itself, I gave a B plus because in terms of wrestling, in terms of the wrestling itself, it was fine. You know, it was a B plus A style match. But you're right. Like, this is the only match we've seen for the last five years. Um. My, maybe it's new to the SmackDown on Fox audience, but those of us that have been around a minute have seen this match plenty, dating back to NXT. So, uh, overall rating, segment one, is a B. All right. Then, immediately after that, um, you have, uh, again, uh, again... WWE is having issues with when they take commercial breaks, but it's live. It's not on the network. I'm going to keep the, I'm going to keep pounding this as often as I can. Um, commercials aren't necessary anymore. I mean, they present uninterrupted episodes or whatever. So, like, I mean, get on that. You know, tell Fox you want to do an uninterrupted two hours. Do what you got to do. Um, anyway, uh, fun house part one, Bray's new belt. Um, that whole segment there where they revealed the, the I love the Firefly fun house segments, but I'm not too keen on the new belt. Mm. Well, I mean, it's just his mask stretched out. I mean, eh. Yeah. All right. Eh. Yeah. All right. Actually, we're going to take a break right here. We're right at seven minutes. We're going to be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this log entry. Be right back. Okay. Okay. We're back. <laughs> All right. So what we were talking about was the fun house um, and uh, John off air. And I believe in the previous segment too, was uh, expressing the mness. Of the new fiend belt, yeah. All right, you got any further details you'd like to share? Just it's basically, just his fiend mask stretched out over a belt. It's meh. Nothing special. I mean, yeah. Ah, you're you're failing to see the enthusiasm of thousands of people holding it. I see it from a marketing standpoint is what I'm saying, but I see it from a fan standpoint as well. Like, yeah, 
I see what you're saying, but as somebody trying to market a podcast, I could see why they made the belt. Um, <laughs> anyway. I mean, I love the Fiend persona, but I don't want his face stretched across over my crotch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <clears throat> right? Anyway, that first segment for uh, the Funhouse... The Firefly Funhouse, that was a B plus, and then we get to what I consider the real first match of the evening: Ali versus Drew Gulak. Um, I, in my notes here, I put down it was a very technical match, but um, and it ended with a four fifty splash. But I put down that it was a C plus. Um, Wink and you miss it. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Because it was short. It was a very short. Literally, blink and you miss it. Yeah. It was a very short match. Um, But um, it was uh, bookended not only by the Funhouse, but it had the immediately um, right before the match, after Funhouse ended, they had the promo for Sheamus Returns, which um, sadly... um, I, I can't give a review of. Uh, can I? Uh, it's one of those. Just a dad moment. He was talking in the middle of it, but it was better than talking in the middle of the match. At least he waited for the match to end. So there was that. One of those. It's it's fine, though. The only part of it I heard was the end of it where Seamus said that SmackDown will be his. Yeah, I, I caught the gist of it. I caught the gist of it. It's standard Seamus stuff. SmackDown is weak. I see an opportunity. I'm going to come in and kick everybody's ass. That's basically what he said. Yeah. I can guarantee it. But anyway. Um, and then. I'd like to see a bar reunion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then. Um, then there was Heavy Machinery's um, commercial for the WWE shop. In that segment. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. I gave that an A+. Plus. You know, heavy machinery are funny, so. Yeah, I gave that an A+. Plus. Um, and it was a uh, an overall B-plus segment, despite having a short um, match in the middle. Uh, let's see here. All right. And uh, segment three was, uh, we get into that. I want to take a little bit of time here and uh, question some things because one, one thing we got to get out in front of here is the fact that we have not seen Survivor Series or um, War Games. Uh, <laughs> still haven't seen them yet. Um, working on a way... Uh, to get a Patreon situation going uh, because, I mean, that's uh, three and a half, four hours, five hours, um, you know, and you know there are going to be weekends coming up where WWE has NXT, Raw, and SmackDown pay-per-views all in a four-day period. 
And if we're going to be doing a wrestling podcast, it would be nice to do the reviews. But if I'm going to put in the type of work that it would take to do that, I'm going to have to have a Patreon. Right. <laughs> um, not really a complaint, just really logistics. <laughs> All right. Um, now that that's out of the way, now segment three, Banks and Bailey. Bailey. Bailey, 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 calling out SmackDown women's locker room over the loss at Survivor Series. And um, what I put in the notes was, in more Survivor Series fallout, Bailey and Banks called out the women's SmackDown locker room. And Lacey Evans, or should I say Southern Belle. Yeah comes out and um <laughs> I mean or as I called her the nineteen fifties cartoon character. Yeah, but as I pointed out too, that outfit she wore tonight was essentially Mae Young's original outfit. So <laughs> like I said, nineteen fifties cartoon character. <laughs> okay. Or you know Tom from Tom and Jerry's mom, you know, air quotes, mom's outfit. <laughs> um, the original Tom and Jerry back when he was just a, a cat, didn't have a name. Uh, <laughs> Jerry got a name before Tom, I believe. Ah. I'm sure the internet will tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so that whole thing... I gave a C, and um, I actually gave, um, in that whole promo and everything like that, like, I was underwhelmed with the actual performance in ring tonight. Now, like, Bailey and Banks looked good, you know, as always, and everything, but, uh, like, I don't know, the delivery just felt off to me tonight. So, yeah, it's like their hearts run into it. Yeah. So the, the, those two got a C minus, but Lacey Evans got a C out of me. Got a rating of C. You know, because I think she actually held herself back a little bit as to not like step on. She's new, is what I'm saying. So I think Lacey Evans actually pulled back a little bit, <laughs> if that makes sense. All right, segment two of the log entry done. Segment three coming up. All righty. <laughs> ah, taking some time here in between takes. Catch a breath or whatever. But, um, yeah, so segment four of the show was um, the fun house part two, which I wrote down an A plus rating for. It's the one that had the pig puppet and the comments about reptilians and the muscle man dance song, <laughs> which everybody needs to look up on YouTube immediately. Oh, that was great. I mean, the muscle man dance. That is going to be viral. It just has to. 
that is great and terrible and horrible, and I loved every minute of it. The entire rest of SmackDown could have been just that, and I would have been fine, I think. <laughs> Talk about haunting your dreams. <laughs> Good luck sleeping tonight, kiddos. Oh, I know. Happy Thanksgiving, mofos. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Not sure what was more terrifying, him or the pig puppet. I know. And then the way the whole thing ended with that Freddy Krueger-esque, let me in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That was great. And, I mean, and it should be noted here, too, um, that um, as they've been doing for a few weeks now, like, this is excellent uh, long-term storytelling WWE is doing with Bray Wyatt and uh, you know Daniel Bryan. I mean, it's really good, and it's something the product hasn't really seen to this level in a while. You know, uh, the last time it was done this well was the lead-up to Finn Balor's uh, uh, championship universal match. You know, universal champion match a few years back. The one that um, Seth Rollins injured him in and then he was gone for a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. Well, that's how long it's been since I've seen a story this compelling that stretched for as long as they're stretching this one. You know, usually... Wait, tell me Finn Balor was actually compelling? Yes. Huh. You're not a Finn Balor fan, and that's fine, but... Like, trust me. When he was in NXT, everything like that, and the match itself with um, Seth Rollins was good. He just got injured, and ever since he got injured... He, he's just never been the same. That's why he keeps the demon in the cage because he can't perform the way he used to. And it was the match with Seth Rollins that did it. And uh, oh God, don't get me started on Seth Rollins. I love the man as a wrestler, but he has pretty much effed up the careers of some pretty notable folks, including Sting. So, <laughs> now granted, in the case of Sting, he's more like the straw that broke the camel's back as opposed to have taken a shotgun to a guy in his prime. But, <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. For, uh, for the let me in, that little... Um, threatening thing that Bray does, I gave that an A+. Uh, segment 5, Sonya Deville versus Nikki Cross. I rated that match C+. Um, and it only got the plus because of the ending. There was a return tonight. Oh, I thought you meant the actual ending to the match, not what happened after. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, what happened after? Yeah, Harley Quinn came back. Um, now, what I put down was my favorite, my favorite mini ninja. <laughs> my favorite bombshelled ninja. Alexa Bliss, she's back. Yep. Um, yeah, she's Harley Quinn. Just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Warner Brothers is worse than uh, Disney on stuff like this. I was trying to keep the name out. <laughs> I mean, exact hair, exact outfit, exact personality. I mean, come on. Yeah, but um, I know this for a fact. Um, if you ask Alexa Bliss, she's a Tank Girl fan. Both fit. Anyway. <laughs> course tank girl's look was taken from uh tank girl was long before are we mm -hmm. but yeah yeah but the movie i doubt alexa bliss knows anything about the comic she's not old enough <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, the movie's like over 20 years old. And so is she. You know how many people in um, the millennial group love Tank Girl but have no idea it was ever a comic? <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Just saying. Uh Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian and Ms. segment. I rated that B pro B plus for the reasons that I got to earlier. Uh, this is great long-term story building. You know, like everything like that. Um, and throwing the Ms. and Brian together like that, that makes it stretch back even, you know, past through a decade or more with the Ms. coming out, trying to warn him. You know, just good storytelling there. And then Elias's return and that song with that whole segment with that one British guy. I'm not sure. I haven't watched NXT enough to know. I think he might be a manager or the ring announcer for NXT. Not quite. No clue. Or whatever. But uh, he was trying to... Um, bring out mistletoe the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday to kiss Dana Brooke. <laughs> and suddenly, she, you know, like basically she does the whole... Rando Creek guy, as I call him. Yeah. Suddenly, you hear a familiar guitar string strum, and here comes Elias. <laughs> <laughs> And it's good to see him back. Um, that's really all I wanted to say about that. Can't wait <coughs> to actually see him in the ring because that's the closest this generation is going to get to a honky-tonk, man. Uh, good to see you back, buddy. All right. Right. All righty. Taking a break. Be right back. Stay tuned for more log entry. 
Alrighty, we have finally reached the end of SmackDown here. And, um, yeah. <laughs> um, it is pretty standard, but I still enjoyed the match. Um, New Day had issued an open challenge, which is going to be the standard uh, thing from here on, I feel, until they hit a pay-per-view. Um, open challenge, and who should uh, come out? But Shinsuke and this was Superman. With, of course, Sami Zayn in tow. Um, and I gave the open to that and Sami's um, complete rant on the ramp and everything like that. I gave that an A+. Plus for the intro. And, um, so, my ratings here, and I'm saying this out loud to give John some context for what I'm saying, like, basically, the start of that match, I gave an A, and the finish of that match, I gave a D for an overall rating of a C+. Um, because there was great in-match storytelling being done if you were watching the match, and just, like, it, as you would expect with New Day... Cesaro, and Shinsuke. I was kind of half watching the match, half really kind of just ignoring it. Yeah. Yeah. But in all fairness... I'm you, not a New Day fan. Yeah. But also, in complete fairness, you had just woke up from a nap. So, like, you were probably only half... Awake. Awake. Yeah. Yeah, food comas are awesome. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Um, yeah, hell, I, I think probably we both sound about half awake. Food coma is uh, one of those. It's a food hangover, if you will. Uh, but, um, yeah, what I put in the notes was, no surprise, great in-match storytelling, um, with, uh, leading to an old-school hill distraction that backfires, and New, New Day, of course, retains. You know, <laughs> And um, <clears throat> then we get to the final the final thing, which is Bray and Daniel and the show close like that. So again, they do this tease thing because Bray Wyatt had said, you know, he was going to debut a new face tonight, and he's a man of his word and everything like that. And what do they do? They drag. Have him drag Daniel Bryan below the ring and just appear to be ripping his hair out. And you can't see nothing and they don't actually reveal what was done. That's but cool. you, the show did end with uh, Daniel Bryan laughing evilly. Oh, was that Daniel? Yes. Okay. Okay. If you say so, I couldn't hear the difference. No, it was Daniel Bryan laughing evilly. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to trust your ears on that. I am dyslexic, so. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, they're going to have it where this whole Bray Wyatt can change you type thing where he Actually, makes Brian an evil fiend type character alongside him. Hmm. That's where they're going with this. Hmm. Maybe the entire locker room. Man. 
I, uh, if that's where they're going with this, do me one favor, WWE. Um, have Braun Strowman show some smarts and be like the one guy in the locker room that won't ever face Bray if you're not going to let him win. Or at least have Strowman be the one to finally beat him. Yeah, one or the other. Because here's the thing. Because if you take Braun Strowman and you have him converted by Bray Wyatt, you know what you have? You have Kane 2.0, which as awesome as that would be, he's already unstoppable. Well, when Strowman debuted, he was the new face of destruction for Bray, so... Yeah. 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 But, like, it's too soon for Kane 2.0 is all I'm saying. It's just too soon. I mean... You know, Kane's got to lose an election at some point. <laughs> How's he going to come back to WWE if there's a seven-foot behemoth of a man standing in his roster spot? <laughs> Do what Kane did when Kane debuted. Join him. Hmm. Yeah. Brothers of Destruction. Oh my god. When Kane and Taker finally teamed up. Oh. I mean, imagine Strowman and Kane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm thinking of one of those deals. Like, basically, this is fantasy booking for folks. We're not saying this is going to happen. But imagine this, all right? So, in our world, uh, Bray Wyatt pulls, um, somehow pulls Strowman to the dark side, if you will, into the crazyville. Kane returns, reinvigorates Undertaker, they free Strowman. Then you have a Bray Wyatt group and then you have Undertaker, Kane, and Braun Strowman versus the Bray Wyatt group at a pay-per-view. And winner is the ultimate... Ultim the ministry versus the family? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Never happened, but it'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, like I said, the reason we're doing this fantasy booking is we got to spice this up a little bit because... The overall rating tonight was C+, and I, as I was telling John uh, before we started recording here, like, when I was watching it, and this is the thing, this is the thing about it, when I'm watching it, I was I was very satisfied by what, what I was watching, and at the end of the day, I guess that's all you can ask out of a TV show, is to not completely hate it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't completely yeah. hate this. But, you know... I decided to uh, take notes today and just write down a grading system, like it's a like it's a paper for for like college or school or whatever. And um, to my surprise and shock, my overall rating for this didn't match what I felt inside, even though I wrote down what my initial uh, thing was. Like I gave this a C plus, but the feeling inside was more like an A. So, like, I mean, it, by that logic, if they ever do a really, really good episode, I might die. 
Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, like, oh my God, there's blood. <laughs> uh, Charlie, you okay? No. No, I am not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. For me, it's a C+. Plus. Um, I'm guessing that you're probably leaning towards a D situation. Nah, more of a C-. minus. Mm. Alright, so that, that would make our overall rating a C. Yeah, I would have gave it a C, except for that whole uh, Corbin Reigns thing just took way too much of the episode. Yeah, but it's not the first time they've done it. I mean, like... It's, it was a good spot. It was good entertainment. Like, you're just getting hung up on who the participants were. And that's fine. That's fair. Well, that's the case. And, well, the WB did their job because I'm hating it. <laughs> uh, well, that's not the point. Like, the crowd... The Which reason is it pretty went pretty bad because I actually do like Ziggler and Rude always have, but yeah, Corbin and Reigns are just ruining it. Well, the the audience, the live audience, there didn't agree with you. Like it's one of those things. That's why that segment went on as long as it did. The house they were in was digging it. That's why it went. As long as it did. I saw the spot where it should have ended. And they kept going. Because the crowd. Legitimately was on their freaking feet. So. You're just being cynical man. (laughs) Anyway. We'll be back with the rest of the show clothes. In just a second. 